Hey friends, it's Ellen Olson Brown with the Sun in My Face podcast. And I just went down a kind of elaborately constructed rabbit hole, which I think I'm going to try to recreate for you the twists and turns of here. So um, I was thinking, so it's the 4th of July as I'm recording this. And I was just thinking about, um, you know, how proud I am in many ways to be able to be an American, honestly. And, and like when I really think about kind of our founding ideals, which we've struggled, but as a whole kind of tried in many ways to live up to imperfectly, but I feel, um, I've always felt really proud to and lucky to um, be living in a place where I could at least believe that the idea of like liberty and justice for all, right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that, that those kinds of things were something to strive for, even if we've been imperfect in our efforts to move toward those things. Um, I've genuinely felt happy and proud to be part of this experiment and um, aware of limitations and mistakes and also wanting to be part of striving toward the ideal of what we could be Um, or an ideal of what we could be. So it made me think about how growing up in Concord, Massachusetts, and especially being a kid like 8, 9, 10, around the time of the bicentennial, like really affected me. Like, you know, I played on the Old North Bridge. I, all these sites that are sites about like the revolution and, you know, old time Concord with Thoreau and Emerson and Louisa May Alcott, and like those were all very interwoven into my childhood. And I was fascinated by history in the past and what life was like for kids back then. And um, so the sense that like, oh, these things happened in real places with real people who are now buried in these real cemeteries where you can go and like touch the headstone and run your fingers along the names that are carved in the headstones. Like these people really existed. It really happened. And I don't think it was till I became an adult that I was like, oh, and they had like actual three-dimensional lives where they had to do things like figure out how to eat and cook their food and deal with getting sick and not having antibiotics. And you know what? They had to go to the bathroom. That happened in Concord. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is too much information, but Thoreau not only grew beans at... Walden Pond, he pooped too. So, um, you know, the idea that history is made by real and complicated people just seems like a part of life to me. So anyway, uh, again, I was a kid during the bicentennial and I thought, I know that I have a picture of me walking across the Old North Bridge on April 19th, 1975 during Gerald Ford's visit. And I can't remember if I walked across the bridge with him, but I think he is in the picture and I'm wearing a tiny little brownie uniform and I am freezing. And I got to be part of this little delegation of kids because I had been asked to write a letter 
that would be put in a time capsule and put underneath the Minuteman, Minuteman statue uh, on the other side of the Old North Bridge. So I was just thinking about that and I was like, did that really happen? And I don't know where the clipping is. So I went online and I started looking to see um, if there, you know, there was some picture of it. And there were pictures of Gerald Ford at the bridge. There was the text of the remarks that he made. And I thought like, wow, I bet I didn't listen to a single word. You know, I was, I think I was eight. No, I was seven. I would have turned eight later on that year. And I, I don't know what I was thinking about, you know, I was probably just thinking about how freezing I was and hoping I could have some hot chocolate. But anyway, I ended up going to my town newspaper to see if they had an archive. And um, the obituaries were on the town newspaper, the current obituaries. And I saw a name that I recognized and it was my high school biology teacher who was also the football coach of our, um, our high school. And somebody who, as a band member, uh, we sometimes like to kind of make fun of. And there he was. And he recently passed away. And I read his um, obituary. And, you know, it's so interesting. First of all, all these memories came flooding back of like, oh, yeah, that biology classroom. And, oh, yeah, that thing he did when he brought in the meditation teacher and when he brought us to the woods to go look for frogs and, you know, all these different things. And I was just thinking about, um, you know, he was a person with an absolutely full life, just like the people who fought in the Revolutionary War who do all the human things. But when you're, you know, 14, 15, and you have a teacher, you don't see them as a full person. And it kind of made me sad that I hadn't gotten to know him better or, but I guess that's the way it is with teenagers and teachers for the most part, exceptions definitely. Um, And then I realized that I knew like three other people mentioned in the obituaries, including the father of a friend of mine who I had been really good friends with in elementary school. And then we like really drifted apart, but just the mention of his name and seeing his face all of a sudden, the entire interior of their house, it must have been like, you know, again, 1974, five, six, seven, around those years, it just instantly, like the floor plan, everything popped into my head. And I remembered so many things. My friend, my friend Jill, her mother was disabled. And I remember there were ramps going into the house and her mom had to be kind of helped around the house and Jill had to do a lot of cooking and um, there was like kind of a a kindness, but a somberness in the house. And um, I had some really good times there playing with Jill. I loved like these memories just came popping back. And I'm fascinated by the fact that we have so many memories that are filed away. But if like nobody opens that part of the card catalog, they just stay in there. Yeah. So that's my rabbit hole. What's the point? What am I supposed to leave this what leave you with? Well, happy birthday to the USA and may we live up to our promise and uh may you be a part of that. And second, um wow, we we all have so much packed into our minds and our hearts that 
is probably affecting us in some way, even if we are not consciously aware of it. And um, I don't know, just something to think about. There's a lot affecting us, a lot of material that goes into the kind of kaleidoscopy collage of, of being you. And um, also you can get totally lost in the internet. How about that? Okay, recommendation for today. Well, um, Caleb knows that I love kombucha and he was at the liquor store today and he was buying himself some beer and he bought me some kombucha and it was delicious. But you know what? I'm fine with the kombucha that's non-alcoholic too. Not a big drinker. Yeah, and I think, um, but... Have you ever tried kombucha before? It's kind of a joke, right? Um, but it's actually delicious and it's supposed to be very good for your digestive system. I love it. This is probably not going to sound like a selling point, but it tastes a little bit like vinegar, which weirdly is something that I like about it. So uh, try some kombucha. If you'd like to have a little cocktail beverage, you can get the hard version. Otherwise, the version at the grocery store is just delicious. Something bubbly, something yummy. I think the sun is going to come out tomorrow. I can't wait. All right, talk to you soon. Bye.